are listening to Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 15 with Camille Kraft. Camille is here on a sacred mission to empower, inspire, support and activate the journey of returning home to oneself, embodied, awakened and free. Camille combining astroherbalism, tarot, the art of ritual, magic and the power of the stars. In this episode, we will talk about initiation, the four-part ritual series Camille used to launch her business exactly one year ago on the Aries new moon. Let's dive in. Um, hello, Camille. Welcome to my podcast. My first question for you is, what are you grateful for? <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, right now, I'm really grateful for spring. I feel like it's a lot of beautiful energy here in California. There's a lot blooming. I live in the Sierra foothills. There's wild irises and all things just kind of coming up. And um really grateful to also see a lot of visions and seeds that I planted long ago coming to fruition so those are the things I'm really grateful for I love that and especially when you were talking about those seeds which were planted before so I would like you to talk about your spell called initiation yeah no worries um yeah the rituals that I do um are very astrological based um and they can be called spills as well um but basically the four-part series that we just completed initiation was an intensive so it's really working with the astrology just like we were talking about the spring you know we always step into spring in the northern hemisphere with the beginning of equinox and then also that's the same time astrologically as Aries and so in that particular time Aries um, in astrology is about initiation it's about you know having that grand vision it's using that fire element um, that Mars ruled energy of this sacred rebel of blazing our own trail and so around this time we have the opportunity opportunity to really step into an awareness around what are our grand visions for this particular year? How am I going to culminate or choose something different? How am I going to blaze my own trail? How am I going to follow my passions and my desires, my inspiration this year? And so around this time, it's a beautiful time. It's called the quickening as well, but you can see even, you know, whether that is Southern or Northern hemisphere, we do see a pickup of energy. All of a sudden things are moving much faster. You know, there's a lot more engagement, a lot more, you know, connection and networking than like the soulless or the sustainable energies of summer and winter. And so particularly with this four part ritual series, it was initiated or started on the dark moon. So there are some particular really powerful aspects about working with astrology. So every single cycle we have, of course, many people know a new moon, that's when both sun and moon are in the same sign. And then we have the day before the new moon is the dark moon. And so that's particularly in ritual is a really wonderful time to work with um, any energies that have been keeping you stagnant. And so this particular initiation, that first ritual, it's called Ouroboros and the dark moon landed in Aries this particular time. 
um, it was really about being able to transmute the fears around um, being able to move forward in our lives. So we really worked with those elementals and then really prepared and cleared the path within ourselves, which if, uh, basically clears a path outside of ourselves too, for this fire, for this initiation of the new moon in Aries to take hold. And so once we clear, we kind of stepped into that second ritual specifically about this new moon. So that's again, sun and moon are both in Aries. It's a really powerful aspect to work with to seed new intentions for the entire year. So that particular ritual focused on grand vision, higher purpose, you know, really like where we want to direct our focus for the year and really kind of really focus our energy for the rest of the entire astrological year. And then, you know, this particular time, once you, the moon goes void, of course, and then transitions to the next cycle, we stepped into um, more of a, an abundance ritual. So it's not just having that initiation, that spark and fire, but it was stepping into um, moon in Taurus and Taurus rules our personal finances. It rules our material possessions. It's how we have resources to provide for ourselves. And then the ability, so that particular ritual, it's called four points of success. And so it's really being able to draw in, invoke the energy of money into the different facets of your life and how you're going to direct it in the next year or throughout, you know, the next years, lifetime, however long you're going to be here. And then of course, that final ritual that we did, the final of the four part series was just the first step. So I personally work with this particular ritual. It's called St. Expedite. And it's that particular saint, you know, to the, its name, to the energy of that particular ritual and these traditions that have been handed down is all about quick manifestation. It's also typically done on Wednesdays, Mercury rule days, which is all about networking, communication, as well as Jupiter rule days. So that's Thursday, you know, about opportunity and expansion. So that was the four part series that we just completed. And it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved it. Do you know what? So many things has changed and shifted um, mm. since I have done that. And it's been only like a few days ago, hasn't it? Yeah, um, it's only it's, a few days. It's absolutely crazy, crazy. And the vivid dreams I got afterwards, absolutely love it. Honestly, just so, so, so powerful. I want to talk a little bit about the shadow work because I think that's very important mm -hmm. to mention. In order to receive a new energy for new things to come into our life, certain energies have to be removed. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm super happy to talk about shadow work. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of bypassing um, with the shadow and a lot of bypassing. Oh, we just want light and love and we all want the positivity. And that's totally awesome. Of course, we all want that. But it's also disrespectful of the duality of experience that we're in. We are in human bodies and human forms. We all have shadow. Doesn't mean it's dark. Doesn't mean it's bad. It just means these are the experiences in which or these are the you know, habits that we have around self-limiting beliefs or retelling the same stories over and over again, or how we keep our own fire 
from really igniting. It's kind of that, you know, if we're constantly seeding new intentions, but we're not clearing the garden first, we're not giving those new intentions the opportunity to really root, flourish, and grow. And if you are seeding new intentions, you're like, I don't know what's happening. I'm here. I'm doing my practices. It's not moving forward. There needs some ability for you to clear out, right? There needs to be a release. So shadow work specifically, you know, a lot of people think it's like, dark work or anything. It's not that it's more so looking at the difficulties, looking at the things that, you know, maybe the subconscious beliefs, maybe the things that you may or may not be aware of, of how you keep a brake pedal um, on your own success. Like you may have a gas pedal going all the time, but if you have any form of brake pedal, you're just doing circles. And so shadow release is about you know, we typically do it in astrology or, you know, when you're working with ritual, we usually do it when the moon is waning or when the moon is full is a really good time to release as well. But that release allows for us to really kind of have the perfect, you know, soil for our intentions to root in. It's the same thing. If you're trying to plant beautiful seeds, doesn't matter how strong that seed is, if it doesn't get the proper nourishment from the soil that we've tended to cared for and loved and got all of the you know different things out of it, it's not going to flourish. So shadow work is very much about being, it's, you know, brings up a lot for a lot of people. These are things or experiences that maybe are still kind of very may have happened in the past, but something that are that, that you're still operating from, like operating from that trauma or from that childhood memory or from that belief or contract that you made with yourself or the world when you were a kid trying to figure out how the life, how life worked, right? You know, we kind of made these contracts as kids, like, oh, well, this is the way love works. So, um, you know, this codependent type of relationship, that's how, and love has to be difficult. You know, like these are like different, you know, beliefs that we've have been ingrained either passed down or something that we've, you know, kind of created when we were kids. Um, and that kind of really comes up in shadow. Additionally, also we're working with any self-limiting beliefs, you know, some things that have really kept us maybe from, maybe we start a million projects, but we never finish a single one of them. You know, they, these are the shadows that come up or emotional turmoil, you know, being able to really, the point of the shadow, you know, is just to really know your power. And the more that we run away from it, we actually run away from our own power, right? The more that we are fearful of ourselves and of actually going in and doing the work and feeling all of feelings, you know, that we are actually running away from who we truly are and who we are meant to be here and to become. So the more that we're able to work with it in ritual and just alignment, being able to sit with it, being able to work with it in ritual, but also being able to alchemize it because it's not going to show up the same way. If you're working with shadow rituals, you're not going to, um, you know, when a trigger comes up, it sits differently. You know what I mean? Maybe it would have stopped you in, in the past, but now you're able to know and have the energies and power to be able to embrace it or to move through it. So that is the essence of shadow work. It's being able to really step fully into your power and knowing that you have everything that you possibly need to create what you're wanting and what you're dreaming of. You know, when you did the, when you did the ritual, um, I had something happen in my family. My grandmother passed away and mm. my uncle has stolen everything, pretty much like oh, a yeah. lot of percentage of very, very expensive um, stuff. So my dad um, didn't get what uh, belonged to him. And that just happened about two days before. 
And that was what I was releasing because I got so upset because I was thinking about it. How dare you to do that to my family to steal? Well, obviously, you know, like taking, taking my father's part. And I was just like thinking, okay, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to release it. I wrote a letter, burned it. Next day, I felt so calm about it, so carefree, mm-hmm. and it has been released. Mm-hmm. So how would you recommend to do that? So I always kind of burn things. So even if I had an ex-boyfriend and I had to say something to him, which was like really, really bothering me, I wrote it, burned it. And I just spread the ashes all over the place. What else would you recommend to release any, any shadows? And- yeah. Um, I think it, when we have experiences like that, they are a lot of times cyclical patterns. So, um, you know, maybe we've experienced like betrayal in another essence or way. And this is like really triggering me. Obviously, it's a very triggering experience, especially with family, you know. So what are the beliefs that kind of come up around that? Like, what are, like, I don't feel safe with family or I can't trust people or, you know, I can't trust, you know, your blood is basically what it is, you know? And then I, you know, that feeling of betrayal of, you know, like all of those different things. I definitely love, you know, anytime I'm coaching people or work, helping them work through different shadows, I definitely you know, always recommend at the very least writing it down and burning it and then either flushing the ashes or releasing them with water so that they're carried away. But there are so many, you know, I want, it's always good when we're working with the shadow that we're currently experiencing and see how that shadow has actually reflected throughout our our entire lives. Because those experiences, a lot of times will bring up additional reconfirmation or contracts that we've made with ourselves. Like, oh, I made this contract or I just made this belief that I can't trust other people. So we're going to continually draw those experiences to us until that we're able to shift that belief or recognize, you know, that we have the power to change it, or at least the very least transmute it. Because a lot of times we don't have, you know, just because one person does something doesn't make it a rule. You know what I mean? But in this way of life, we're like, oh, that one person did this thing, you know? So then now we make it a belief. And now it's going to be like that every single time. And we continue to be in that karmic cycle. So the thing when things like that happen, it's really important to start to look at the, you know, stories that get attached to it. Like these, this thing happened, but then it's like all of these stories or like all of these, you know, affirmations of, I can't trust people. People are, you know, you know, just totally unexpected, especially your family, like that betrayal, you know, really start to look at that and then begin to kind of even go to the root, you know, go to root of that belief and that experience so that you're fully working with that and working with that release as well on an active way so that maybe in the future you can redirect experiences or redirect. And I'm sure if this ever happens again, hopefully it does not. Um, but there is a different way that we dance with things when they happen again. And once we've done that type of release, because they don't necessarily, we can never control other people's actions, but we can always control our reaction. Right. That's what, that's what, that's why I said that because my reaction has been changed completely because I have released this. So that's why I just said that it's just, it's so helpful to do, to do this release. Um, I want to talk about how did you create it? The initiate initiation. 
<laughs> no okay, worries. Okay, my mom said, I want to I want to ask you how did you create the initiation yeah <laughs> I can't pronounce that word <laughs> no worries it's a big word there's a lot of stuff in that word it's a lot um, of taste <laughs> yeah totally initiation you know, yeah initiation yeah um you know initiation was really uh, a very personal experience about a year ago I relaunched my business and I actually launched vital mystic rituals and before that um I was mostly a body care line and a herbalist and just doing my thing but something just just like wasn't working and you know it's like a long time study of um astrology and then you know, tying all these different facets together of herbs, also ruled by planets. And, you know, planets reflect into herbs or plants. There's a reason why those two er or two words are very similar. Um, and then being able to know, okay, what gemstones are there? And then, you know, all of these different, what tarot to work with and so forth. And so initiation was came you know in this place like I launched vital mystic rituals the day California shut down in a pandemic so I launched this thing when the entire world was freaking out and I was just like I don't know how this is going to work right no one's going to be into this you know all of these things and so I kind of really just followed my own intuition and just really allowed for that to come through. And then vacations kind of came through and like these four and just looking at the astrology. And I just knew that this time of year was really powerful because of what I've studied with Aries and so forth. And then, you know, it's been of course more fine tuned now than when I was first originally doing it for myself, but it really I knew it was time to share. I've been doing new and full moon rituals with people all year since that first Aries new moon and guiding them through that. Um, and it was just so clear that I needed to share this for other people because I knew this is obviously one year anniversary. This moon is going to be pretty powerful. And I knew that those rituals worked. Um, putting them together was very intuitive and a very... I have both, like I have a master's degree and I have a, you know, very esoteric side as well. So it's just being able to be very fine tuned with all of the elements, all the invocations, very clear with the astrology, and then also being able to bring in this luminous part of the intuition. And it all kind of came into fruition, you know, pretty clearly this year. And it just really, it was the same rituals that I did you know, they're much nicer and presented well. Um, but I just knew that if these rituals changed my life so dramatically from living on the side of a mountain, working for somebody else in the middle of a pandemic to quitting my job, having a six figure business, you know, doing a complete success, having clients all over the world. Like if I could do that in a year, then I know these rituals work. And I know that transformation works and I know it's possible for anyone that's willing to sit down and do them themselves. And so that basically is kind of how initiation was put together. It was, you know, very much an offering of my own experience of my own transformation. Um, and then fusing all these different modalities together. So now you have this course um, available mm -hmm. online and how about if somebody wants to do it, but it's a different new moon. Can they totally. do it? Yeah, I think that those four, so 
all four of those rituals, the dark moon, the new moon, the waxing moon, and the um, St. Expedite ritual can all be done at any time throughout the year. And that's what I say when people buy the guidebook or the workshops or the kits. And they, it's really good to continue to do those rituals as well. And, you know, so I think it's best, you know, if people are working with a dark moon first, obviously, and a new moon, and then additional energy, of course, that can also be attuned. And it's just different in the guidebook. It also goes over, this is the best time to do this ritual. If it's not, you know, the dark moon in Aries, and then so forth, it gives you a little bit of a guide of how to actually be able to use it at a different time. And I always am open for emails. So if people want to know the exact astrology and they're like, hey, I purchased initiation, you know, is there a particular time I should do this? I'll look at the astrology at that time and just tell them this is the time that you should do that and so forth. Love it. Okay, so another question I have for you is how about if somebody feels like they have something inside of them and they just really want to start creating spells and they want to start um, using their power what would your advice be? My advice is to definitely be led first. Um, You know, there are definitely some books for you to do, but as we, you know, when we're really working with our power, we're kind of just starting, right? You know, it's kind of that whole, there's a whole world out there in the spirit realm, you know, and it's just really important to make sure that you are cleansed, cleared, protected, grounded, all of these facets, you know, ritual for me has been a huge lifelong journey, but I definitely recommend maybe doing or getting like a basic spell book. There's plenty of those Um, or doing like a very simple ritual that, so you get to know as well. Um, As far as like plant and planetary elements and things like that, you can look those up as well. But if you're just starting, you know, it's fine to do like a simple candle ritual. And it's very, you know, without the herbs or anything else, you can just get a candle, you can write down your intention, you know, cleanse and clear the space with some smudge, make sure that you're grounded in a collected place. And then, you know, place the intention underneath the candle and just spend some time with the candle visualizing your manifestation or your things that you're wanting. I highly, highly suggest though, just as learning, it's really important to just know those first factors before you're kind of calling on whatever else is out there or connecting with other things. It's important to make sure that you're grounded safe, protected, and in this place where you're starting to open up to the power of who you are, you know, coming back to that invocation of, I am your name, I am your name's true creator self, like that will immediately invoke you as your true creator self and just hold that energy there for you as well. Love that. Thank you so much. What else have you got coming up? Um, I have quite a bit of things. I'm just wrapping up my first course, um, six week course called Chrysalis. That was a course that was released right before initiation. Um, it's a little bit more intensive. It's, uh, teaches you how to basically, um, match the astrology with certain herbs and gemstones and things like that to create your own rituals that will be up for purchase anytime for when people are wanting to walk themselves through that information, as well as I have um, an eight week course coming up that is going to be specifically about 
a very, you know, ritual intensive as well, but it's a much longer process. Um, and more of a deep dive into wealth embodiment and it's called soul fire. It's about really knowing the power of who you are, igniting it and attracting and basically claiming the wealth of your soul and that inherent birthright of who you are, your power, your destiny and who you came here to become. So it will be very similar initiation was kind of like the first little step towards that but this is really about taking yourself to the next level of you know your personal embodiment and evolution I love it it sounds absolutely exciting (laughs) thank you so much so my last question for you is where can listeners find you get in contact with you yeah on instagram i'm at vital.mystic and then my website is vital mystic you can go there to see any new and full moon rituals that we're currently doing as well as follow along with the astrology posts on my um, instagram and then signing up for our newsletter is always good you'll always know the sales or things like that but you can find me there Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic reading each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling. To enter, all you need to do is leave a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot of it, send it to me on barbaramayshow at gmail.com, which is B-A-R-B-R-A-M-A-Y-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. As you may already know, um, reviews are very important for podcasts and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience. At the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at the Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.